And now, it's time for Lawyers for Jesus Radio, lighting our path through law. A show about faith in the law and in the marketplace. Featuring the partners from the law firm Mauk and Baker. Located in downtown Chicago, Mauk and Baker is nationally known for defending freedom and serving the people of faith. And now, Lawyers for Jesus. Hello, welcome to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm John Mauk, and today we're going to talk to Kurt Jaros, the executive director of Defenders Media an alliance of evangelistic ministries that offers a defense of the Christian worldview by delivering modern media that honors God. I'm an attorney and a partner at the law firm of Malkin Baker in Chicago. We're all believers, that, and we focus on serving the body of Messiah with its legal needs. We do everything from zoning to estate planning, nonprofit administration, and defending religious freedom. You can find out more about us by going to maukbaker.com. That's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com or call 312-726-1243. In addition to Defenders Media, Kurt's also the host of Veracity Hill, a live podcast that provides insightful commentary on issues involving news, politics, ethics, theology, and more. Kurt, welcome to our show. Thanks for having me, John. Now, I want to start with something pretty basic because a lot of people don't know what an apologist is. It's a funny sounding word. Sure, yeah. Who are you apologizing for? What's an <laughs> apologist? Yeah, an apologist is someone who um, gives an answer uh, for the hope that's within 1 Peter 3.15. That Greek word is apologia, uh, where we get our, our word today, apologetics. And how did you get interested in apologetics? Yeah, uh, I was born and raised in a Christian home, thank God. Um, and when I was in high school, I began to ask the deep questions of life. Uh, you know, what is truth? Uh, why should we think the Bible is a reliable uh, document or documents? Uh, these sorts of deep questions. And I grew up in the public school system, so I had a chance to gain exposure to a variety of different worldviews and perspectives. I knew and chatted with atheists Hindus, Muslims, uh, Jews, all, all sorts of uh, different backgrounds and worldviews. And so it really um, opened my eyes to sort of the world of uh, religions and, and worldviews. And uh, during that time, I also realized that there were a lot of people who called themselves Christians, but had no idea what it was that they believed. Well, what, uh, what in your own life uh, caused you to say, well, you know, I'm going to follow Jesus and this is the truth because you're comparing all of these other yeah. uh, competing claims to truth and ultimate reality. Yeah. And uh, you've settled on Jesus. What what did that for so, you? So, yeah. So I never gave up my faith. Sometimes when people are asking these uh, important questions in life, they sort of give up their belief altogether and start with a clean slate, whatever that might mean. Um, so I, I retained my Christian belief, but I began, like I said, I was doubting what I had believed. And even the Apostle Paul doubts that the message he, he was preaching was accurate. If you read the book of Galatians, he had these concerns. Um, so I started to listen to Ravi Zacharias and read books by Paul Copan. And so began to learn more about the arguments out there. And it's not that I was just reading exclusively Christian authors, but that they were quoting non-Christians, and I would go and verify, oh, this is what those people believe. So I, I really learned about these other views, uh, not just from you know exclusively Christian people. So, And ultimately, I came to the um, 
conclusion that Christianity makes the best sense of our life experience collectively, uh, both me individually and collectively. When I look in the mirror, I see what the, Christ, what the Christian worldview describes as what humans are like, where we come from, where we're going. Well, now, I imagine a lot of our listeners are out there and saying, well, I've tried apologetics and I've tried to share my faith and uh, give reasons, but people really don't seem to want to know. Mm. Uh, they say they want to know the truth, but uh, when I start listening, they uh, they just tune out. Mm. And how does an apologist get his convincing message out to people yeah. who are searching or or skeptical or, or yeah. some who are hardened and just don't want to hear it all? Yeah, right. Apologetics is both a science and an art. Uh, it's a science with respect to knowing the arguments, uh, knowing how they function. And sometimes when I say arguments here, I both mean like deductive formal arguments, but I also mean more cumulative case type of arguments as well. Um, but it's an art with respect to knowing who your audience is, knowing the person you're engaging with. Maybe a person might ask, you know, well, why does God allow evil? And you could say, oh, well, the logical problem of evil helps uh, it can be solved by positing human freedom, right, that God would do that. Well, but maybe when that person's asking that question, why does God allow evil, what they're really asking is, why did God allow my father to beat my mother when I grew up, right? Maybe that's sure. the question they're asking, and it's much more personal. And so at that point— you're, they're not looking for a formal answer, and so they might not know how to craft the question accurately, or they might just be putting up a mask. And so part of being an apologist is that relationship between the science and the art, uh, so you can know how to respond to— uh, how, do, how does the Holy Spirit enter into this analysis? Absolutely. So the Holy Spirit utilizes the words that we say. In the New Testament, there's this Greek word, apothegomai inspired speech that the Holy Spirit gives to the apostles. The Spirit works through our conversations with people and uh, lightens people's hearts to accept the gospel message. And I, I as an educated uh, scholar, apologist myself, I often used to think I need to be more and more brilliant, and God is going to help me with that brilliance. But in later days of my life, I found I need to be more and more loving. And mm. I, I, I need to, what you're talking about, tune my heart mm. to the love of God, the hesed of God that God has for the person I'm sharing with. Yeah. And then these these thoughts about what are they really asking seem to come more uh, more easily. Yeah. You really have to uh, win people over. It's not just about being right, but it's about winning people over and persuading them. And how we do that uh, can be a challenge for some Christians. Well, apologetics are not just for the unbeliever or the skeptic, although that's, I think, uh, the primary emphasis. But talk about how it helps the believer to be trained uh, better. Yeah. The first, first John 5, 3, uh, which we talked about before we went on the air. Yeah, yeah. So um, – there's, the task of apologetics is threefold, uh, for edifying believers, for persuading seekers, uh, and then ultimately for simply responding to those who will refuse to believe in the Christian faith. So that's a threefold task. So you're asking here about edifying believers. Apologetics— Yeah, let me read that verse and sure. quote it. It's First John five thirteen. Excuse me. Uh, I write these—this is uh, the Apostle John writing 
to his disciples, his, his students. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know you have eternal life. This is the assurance we have in approaching God that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And then if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have of him. Mm. Yes. So with apologetics, when we're edifying believers, it can be very encouraging to say people like myself when I was in high school and I had these, and it didn't give up the faith, but I had these doubts. And it's very important to be able to um, answer these questions that these genuine questions that Christians have about the scripture or about the Christian, about Christian theology, the Christian worldview. This is Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I am John Malk of the law firm of Malk and Baker. And today we're speaking with Kurt Jaros, executive director of Defenders Media, about his company's worth, work to expand the kingdom, and and also your worth. <laughs> uh, Kurt, tell us a little more about uh, Defenders Media and what, what that ministry is. Yeah, so um, Defenders Media... Um, uh, there, my team and I work to provide media solutions for apologists and apologetic ministries. We create websites, graphic design, audiovisual production, and social media engagement. Okay, so that sounds like you're 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 pretty much into high tech and uh, social social media. Yep, yep. So we try to stay on top of you know the local things happening in the tech world, and we do uh, visually appealing, you know, graphic design. We we create uh, tracks sometimes that are. Um, nice looking and they have, you know, an apologetic focus to them. People are asking these questions. Uh, so sort of modern tracks and. Well, and, you say, you say tracks. Yeah. Uh, there's one brother in, down here in the loop, uh, Robert, I see all the time. He's passing he's, on tracks. He's, yeah. You know, I'll, I'll be walking around six thirty in the evening and there he is, uh, <laughs> on one corner or another, uh, faithfully doing that. But isn't that kind of out of date? Is that really reaching people? Aren't they aren't they reached by uh, somebody tweeting them? Uh, in many ways, yes. Uh, tracks can still work. Uh, and actually, I've I've got some tracks here. So we, um, you know, so here are a couple of them. Can we trust the Bible? Right. So they're asking these questions right away. These questions people are thinking about. Um, and so sometimes they'll have a Bible verse on top, but they they're nice looking, and um, you know, can we trust our feelings? Those are another question people are asking. But yes, you're right. Another way to reach people is through social media. Uh, in fact, more and more people are spending time on social media. YouTube's actually uh, gaining a lot of popularity, so video, uh, the video medium is growing uh, thanks to increases in technology, the Internet. All right. Well, let's come out of left field for this one, Kurt. Okay. Because <laughs> people are listening and they're saying, oh, wow, well, I, you know, I, I have a Facebook account mm -hmm. or uh, I, I have a list of people I email. But how does an individual become an apologist? Or mm. be, because you don't have to be a capital A apologist. That's right. You, uh, That's uh, right. The Bible says uh, to all of us, we should know the reasons for the hope that is in us. So uh, coming up, we're going to have you answer that question. Sure. You know, stay tuned. How can we engage in social media and be witnesses ourselves?
Welcome back to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm John Mauk, partner of the law firm Mauk and Baker, and we're talking with Kurt Jaros, executive director of Defenders Media, a company that supports the efforts of Christian ministries in various ways, increasing the quality of their media and expanding the reach and impact of it. Uh, Kurt, before the break, we talked about all of the social media that everybody's immersed in. Yeah. And Christians are wondering, how can I be effective in sharing my faith? I, I don't feel comfortable standing on the street corner handing out tracts, yeah. or maybe I'm not called to go to door to door, although those, those are still effective and, and mm. powerful ministries. Mm -hmm. But everybody's got a Facebook account, or they're, they're texting, or they're tweeting. Uh, what are some words of wisdom to those who are afraid? Mm. But in their heart, they love people, and they want to share the love of Jesus. How can they do that in, in uh, social media ways that are effective? Yeah, I've got a few tips for people on things they can do. Um, one, uh, they can better the way that they present themselves. So one, don't be sharing fake news articles. <laughs> and and I don't just mean biased news Wonder, articles. The truth is, is of God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean biased news articles, uh, but I mean legitimately satirical pieces uh, that are intentional, uh, intentionally written to um, – to, uh, Sarcastic? Yes, that's right. Yeah, that they're, they're meant to confuse people on purpose. So um, I, I would say make sure you ch double check your article – you know, if there's other sources, other sources that are talking about it. So do that. That's step number one. Number two, always talk to others online as if you were talking to them face-to-face. -face. There's this anonymity between you, your computer screen, the other computer screen, and the other person. And so for whatever reason, we think we can speak to people as if we're not face-to-face. -face. And we show a certain emotion we wouldn't otherwise show. So I think it's a very healthy practice to... Hold yourself accountable to write to people as if you were talking to them face to face. So do you use those little emojis that that are smiley faces or yeah, frowns? and sometimes you, re you and, recommend those. Oh yes, especially if you try if you're joking with someone. Uh, sometimes a, a humor is difficult to pick up through text. So if you have a wink face, a wink icon, uh, those can be very helpful. Um, and then uh, also engage with what other people are sharing. Uh, sometimes uh, what Facebook has actually done is they've created echo chambers between people of similar political affiliations. So try to befriend people of different views and remain friends with them on social media and engage with them. Say, hey. How, I, how do you befriend them? Well, I mean, just clicking on friend? That's right. If you have a conversation with someone and you see, oh, that person is you know, of the other party or the other aisle or however you might phrase the political spectrum – you can engage with them and begin a relationship. So there are people I'm friends with online that I've never met in person, right? But I've uh, cultivated these relationships with these folks and they contribute and they write on things that I'm posting and I write back to them. So there's, there's a, a real engagement there that I think they find beneficial. And over time, sort of the, the friendship evangelism approach, over time as you're talking to people about these issues, uh, you'll have an opportunity the Lord will open up a door for you to share the gospel with them, for you to ask them, you know, hey, have you ever considered going to church this Sunday? Um, why don't you, if, if you're local, why don't you come with me to my church and inviting them to do that? 
simple things like that, I think, can go a, a long way toward um, sharing the gospel with people online. Okay, so you you don't really necessarily start out with the gospel. You start out with where the other person is at. Oh, absolutely. This is what interests them. Yeah, so this is the Engel scale. So um, the, the Engel scale is basically if, if a person, if you have negative 10 to positive 10, say, and positive 10 is, is they're flourishing in the kingdom of God, and negative 10 is living the fully depraved Romans 1 lifestyle, okay, you find out where this person's at. Maybe that they're at a negative six or negative five, and you want to work with them step by step. If you're preaching at them at a positive five, they're not going to come over to you. They're going to be. They might be pushed the other way. They're going. They're going to hate Christians. But if you slowly work with them, eventually, the sweet sound of the gospel will be winsome to them, and, and they'll move closer and closer. Yeah, and those are those are good suggestions. See where a person's at and help them move uh, gradually. Mm. And I guess I'd add to that a lot of a lot of listening to to hear what other believers have done mm. because so often our evangelistic or apologetic uh, efforts, I'm sure our listeners have experienced this, uh, falter because we're a one man show or a mm. one woman show mm. rather than trying to cooperate with what God has done through other believers through through the experiences yeah. of. Uh, the person we're sharing with. And yeah, the, the, so there will be times when we're engaging with people, and uh, you might say the Lord isn't calling us to continue on engaging with that person. So the best we can do is just plant a seed and hope it grows for another Christian to come along and water it, for another Christian to come along and water it, for another a- Christian. Amen, so, amen. That's And you've got you've to discern when those situations are appropriate. That's where our, our Holy Spirit discernment. We pray. We even pray while we're talking. Yeah. We even pray while we're listening on the radio or talking on the radio. You're listening to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm John Malk of Malk and Baker. We're speaking with Kurt Jaros about how Christians can defend their faith. And one of the things you've told us about, Kurt, is that uh, Defenders Media has an annual conference yeah. that I suppose has some more practical ways to encourage and equip believers. Absolutely. So tell us about. Yeah, that. we we host an annual event in Chicagoland. It's typically at a different location each each year. Um, this year, it's at uh, the Christian Church of Clarendon Hills, September twenty eight and twenty nine. And so, for people that want to learn uh, more about the event, they can go to thedefendersconference.com. And this year's theme is on the supposed genocide commands. Uh, when Yahweh instructs the Israelites during the conquest to uh, to kill even the women and the children, uh, and so none none should be left standing, he says. How should Christians understand these passages because they happen in multiple cases from Yahweh, who's supposedly supposedly this loving, merciful God, especially as we see in the life of Jesus, right? Uh, so we're bringing in four different Christian perspectives, four distinct views. Are these like seminary professors or preachers? Yes. Who's who's coming? That's right. So uh, we have a local professor, Dr. John Walton of Wheaton College, Dr. Paul Copan, who's an apologist, Dr. Kenton Sparks of Eastern University, and Dr. Clay Jones over at Biola University in California. Wow. Okay. So you got some heavy hitters, and I I like the fact that you're going for a very tough question. It is. It, it's it's uh, an issue that uh, 
atheists and skeptics will raise against Christian belief. How, how could you believe in the God of the Bible when he commands people to kill women and children? That's not a God I would worship. So how, how do we as Christians respond? We've got to be prepared to answer that. I was talking to um, a woman a, a few months ago, and I told her about the, the event. She didn't even know that there were that Yahweh had done this, that he had told, instructed the Israelites to do this. So someone like that is a perfect example of someone who should come to this event. So you can be prepared. Well, well when, do you have to save up and uh, get a bank loan? <laughs> uh, how, much, how much does it cost? So um, the ticket prices are $50 for the weekend. It's a Friday night, Saturday event. Lunch is included. Uh, but right now we still have early bird pricing, so you can save on that. There are group discounts available, student discounts. Uh, so different ways. And, and if, if costs are prohibitive for folks, they can send us a message as well and we can see what we can do with them. So, Okay. And so it's, uh, what, about eight or 10 hours of uh, yeah, that's right. discussions. So, that's right. So Friday is uh, about 7 to 9.15 at night. And it's a great opportunity as well to fellowship with others who are interested in these sorts of issues. Uh, and then the Saturday is about 9 to 4 so it's a great opportunity to sit in and listen on these professors. And there will be breakout sessions as well focused on other topics. So Now, if someone's listening and saying, gee, this is important, but maybe I can't make it. Uh, All of the talks are going to be recorded, and uh, audio and video recorded as well. Um, but it usually takes a while. Uh, we're a small team at Defenders, and, and uh, most of the team have regular full-time jobs. So it might take a couple months before we actually release the, the footage. Okay, so, but you can get that at defenders.com. You can go to def defenders.com, and, and if you want to um, get the audio files, you can go to the defendersconference.com. And people can go there right now and listen and watch uh, previous year's conferences. You know, this sounds to me like something very important for pastors. Oh, yes. Because pastors are afraid to talk about this stuff. Yeah. I th yeah, when's I the last think time I, you heard I, a sermon on, this, on these passages? Right. <laughs> But when's the last time you found somebody or talked to somebody who had doubts? Mm. Now, if we want to equip our people yep. to be to be prepared to give an answer for the hope that is in them, it's important that they be able to answer these questions. And and pastors really are our primary source oh, yeah. of teaching and education. And if they're afraid or they don't know the answers themselves, right. then uh, they're not going to help the guy in the pew. So the guy in the pew can either come to the conference yep. or is there a way for them to send this info to their pastor to encourage their pastor? Yeah, we've got um, a, a PDF that people can print at home. They can print it out and hand it or you can email it uh, to your pastor. So different you, ways you can you get the PDF at defenders.com. Uh, the defendersconference.com specifically for the event. But the defendersconference.com. That's right. Uh, thank you. Our guest today has been Kurt Jaros. If you have a legal need or question and want the perspective of a local Christian attorney, contact us at Malkin Baker. You can reach us at 312-726-1243. Again, at 312-726-1243 or at malkbaker.com. M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com. Christian law firm in Chicago serving churches, ministries, businesses, and individuals. Gonna have to serve somebody. Yes, indeed.
You're gonna have to serve somebody 